Welcome to the You Love and You Learn podcast, the place to learn about all things love, relationships, relationship anxiety, and to deconstruct the one-size-fits-all narrative of what it means to be in a happy relationship. I'm your host, Sarah Yudkin, a relationship anxiety coach who's on a mission to discuss the nuances of love and relationships that I wish someone would have shared with me years ago. My goal with each episode is for you to leave with an expanded definition of love and relationships and with practices to carry with you in your life and relationships on a day-to-day basis. I'm so grateful to have you here. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Excited to have you here. This is going to be a little bit of a follow-up podcast from last week's about attraction, but we're going to be kind of exploring the opposite question. So in the last episode, in case you missed it, the topic was about what if I'm not attracted to my partner all the time or I feel silly for nitpicking my partner's appearances and focusing on the little things. And in this episode, I want to explore the opposite question of what if there are times when I'm attracted to other people outside of my partner? What does that mean? Is that bad? Is that wrong? Now, before we jump in, this is going to be coming out towards the end of July, and I wanted to share that for the month of August and beginning of September, I will have a couple of private coaching spaces opening up. And this is for you if you're in a healthy relationship with a great partner that you really want to work out. But of course, then there are many moments of relationship anxiety that are causing you to question things. Maybe you feel like you're flip-flopping where there's a few weeks or a couple months where things feel really good and exciting and then suddenly anxiety will come back and it feels like a cycle and you're not quite sure how to move out of the cycles or you're not quite sure how to feel more steady and consistent in the relationship. Ultimately, the goal of the private coaching experience really is for me to support you in getting the foundational tools and information and mindset shifts and practices in your day-to-day life so that by the time the end of the three-month experience is over, you feel like you can become your own best coach. Because at the end of the day, when you feel like you can coach yourself, then that is a place of confidence, empowerment, and really feeling like you're resilient to future moments of anxiety. So that is always my goal to leave my clients at a place where they are able to navigate anxiety and feel much more confident going all in on their relationship. So if you are interested in applying for private coaching, I will put the link in the show notes with more information and the link to apply. Now, Let's get into this topic. Is it wrong to find someone else attractive outside of my relationship? So I want to explore a few things today. I want to talk about why I believe we are scared of finding other people attractive outside of our relationship. I want to talk about some of the opinions that I just kind of talked about with some friends and people outside of this episode, like checking in with them what they thought about this, trying to get some intel from how people think. And then I also wanted to end this with a little bit more of sharing my thoughts on if it's okay to find people attractive outside of your relationship, as well as some key takeaways and actions. So let's dive in. And I want to start off by saying when I talk about some of the reasons why I think that we're scared of this, I am going to be talking about some information that I researched when it came to religious messages. And I want to make sure that you hear that my intention is to come at this from a very neutral place 
not a judgmental place, not a shame-based place, just a place of neutrality, trying to understand where these messages kind of infiltrated our society. And a big part of those, I think, has come from a religious context. Now, I didn't grow up with religion in my life. And so again, I'm not looking at this from a place of if these messages are right or wrong, good or bad. They're just what I have come to understand. And I spent a good amount of time researching this topic to try and understand why I think the messages of we should only have eyes for our partner has become big and part of the societal narrative. So I think some of the reasons why we are scared of finding someone else attractive outside of our relationship is because there's this judgment of that being bad or wrong, or at least some people have that fear, right? So many of my clients and a lot of people in the You Love and You Learn community, and definitely when I look back, like there has been moments where I have felt this way too. There's this deep-seated fear of like, oh my gosh, what if I find someone else attractive outside of my relationship? Does that mean that I should be with this person? Does that mean I don't love my partner enough? Does that mean I might cheat on my partner in the future because I find this other person attractive? And there are definitely layers to this and only you would know your unique experience. But today, I want to talk about the more general sense of like thinking someone else, maybe someone that you know in your life, someone like a coworker or someone at the gym that you go to, whatever it is, is attractive and feeling guilt or shame over that. Now, let me talk about some of the religious messaging that I researched that I have just come to believe has impacted how we think about this. Because of course, religious messaging has had a big impact on our culture at large. And there were a few Bible verses that I looked into that had come up in research, that had come up as reasons why we may feel worried about looking at other people outside of our relationship. So the first one is Colossians 3.5. I hope I'm honestly saying these correctly. I, again, did not grow up with religion, but this one shares, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, and passion. So this kind of goes into the general sense of, you know, being weary of sexual immorality, impurity, or passion. And if we think that looking at someone else besides our partner is immoral or impure, then these types of messages may not feel exactly what someone is worried about. But the messages that have come from religion, I believe, have then been kind of passed on in many different ways. And then they become relationship advice that people might give, which is like, oh, don't look at someone outside of your relationship. Another example from Matthew 5.28 is, but I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So again, even if someone is looking externally, regardless of gender, if someone's looking externally at another person and there's lustful intent. And again, lustful, you can say, is a different intention maybe than just kind of casually looking at someone and finding them attractive. But I think these messages, like if you look at someone with any sort of intent, then you're already committing adultery. So this message, someone who is really concerned with doing the right thing, making sure that they are not doing anything wrong in their relationship, making sure that they're being loyal to their partner, making sure that they are doing, again, the right thing, you could be worried if you've heard any message like this or similar 
or if maybe even if you're not religious, you've gotten some sort of message like this, like, well, don't look at someone else because it could mean that you want to be with them or it could lead to more if you even find someone else attractive. And the final verse that I thought was just interesting, again, when I was just reading this from hopefully as objective as a perspective as possible, because I, again, did not grow up with religion, but Matthew 5.28 says, If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away, for it is better to lose one of your members than your whole body be thrown into hell. So when I was reading up on this verse and there were some people that were sharing from their own experience what that verse meant to them as they grew up with religion in their life. And I think that this metaphor of like it would be better to lose your eye than to lose your whole body because your whole body would be going to hell if any sort of adultery was committed because of a wandering eye is kind of, again, this this messaging overall that says, if you look at anyone outside of your relationship, that could be the first step that leads to potential adultery and sin. And then if you sin, it means that you're going to hell. So from the perspective of one who wants to do the right thing and love their partner the best possible way and not be damned to hell, whatever it is, that is a scary idea that looking anywhere outside of your partner is then going to make you a bad person. And so again, religious or not religious, I think that this message has permeated many general conversations around love and relationships. And I do find that for my clients who are very, very worried about this, I think that it's coming from this shame-based lens of if you do that, then it makes you a bad person and you're wrong. And so what I want to address here is that I think that one of the second reasons then why we are scared of this is not just from potential messaging we've heard from religion, but also the shame or guilt that we feel because we think that if you have a wandering eye, it could be an association with potential cheating. And I think that, you know, the Extreme of cheating is not something that I'm necessarily condoning in this podcast. Uh, I'm not saying that that is something that you should do, and we'll get into that later. Um, I don't think that looking at somebody is the same as cheating, or at least that's my opinion. But I think that what happens is when we have this shame or guilt of the wandering eye, then there's a lot of judgment being placed on our own self of like, I'm wrong, I'm bad, and it creates this vicious shame cycle that's really hard to get out of. And another thing with this whole wandering eye conversation and the shame that it causes is when we're shaming or judging ourselves for doing this bad thing, then in that moment, we're not necessarily taking responsibility. Um, we're automatically assuming that this thing that we've done is wrong or bad instead of saying, okay, no, I actually have um, the ability to decide if this thing is wrong or bad for me. And it also takes away our responsibility to remember that just because we've looked at somebody doesn't mean we have to act on that, which I'm going to get into more later. The last reason why I have personally, this was the most in my experience, I would say, um, have found that this can make us really worry and why we're scared 
of potentially finding someone else attractive is because of the whole romanticism notion that you only have the one person, that person completely fills you, they're your other half, they're your soulmate, you don't need anything but them because they complete you. And then because of the notion of romanticism, then that has spilled over into rom-coms and romantic books and songs and just the general media around how you should feel if you're in a romantic relationship. And all of this, as I've said, kind of just turns into our general relationship advice from peers, because I genuinely think that most relationship advice is just regurgitated information because it's the messages that we've received so long. And so a lot of times when people give you advice, it's not necessarily that they 100% believe that and they would never change their mind on that. It's just that it's really the only message they've really heard. And so they haven't necessarily stopped to consider another option, which it doesn't make them wrong or bad. I just think that a lot of relationship advice is people trying to do the right thing and go with the grain. And so there's this notion of like, well, I only have eyes for my partner and that makes me good. And if I don't have only eyes for my partner, that makes me bad. There was this song lyric that has been redone twice, but it started as early as 1934, a song by Harry Warren called I Only Have Eyes for You. Um, And then it was redone by the Flamingos in 1959. And I've seen it used in movies that are more recent. And one of the lyrics goes, my love must be a kind of blind love. I can't see anyone but you. And so it is this romantic notion of I can't see anybody but you because I'm so in love with you and you're my person. And I'm going to get into later some of my own beliefs on this. But Next, I wanted to share a little bit about what I think people are saying about this kind of in general. I think there's kind of two camps of thought. There's one that's like, this is wrong. I'm scared this is bad. What if I'm doing something bad? What if I'm going to hurt my partner? What does all this mean, basically? And I would say that is coming from a more anxious lens, a more fearful lens. And then as I did some, quote, market research with my friends who are for context in monogamous relationships to get their thoughts. Here were some of the things that they mentioned. And some of this is what I agree with and some of this I'll expand on later. So some of them were sharing that finding other people attractive is normal and natural as long as it's not followed by any action. And this is true whether a celebrity or whether it's someone in real life. If there's specific feelings that start to get involved, as in like you're starting to actually take action and build feelings towards somebody, that can be a slippery slope if you're in a monogamous relationship. And I think that part resonates with me. I'll also add too that this doesn't mean just like feelings in the sense of excitement, fantasy feelings of, ooh, what could life be like with this person, but genuine feelings of like, I'm starting to actually really get to know this person and we're taking intentional action to actually form a relationship. Another one of my friends said, it doesn't mean I'm unfaithful or love my partner any less if I find someone else attractive. Some of them said that it's definitely okay, but with some boundaries. It's unrealistic to say you wouldn't find others attractive, but acting on it is not okay if you're in a monogamous relationship. Um, Some people said that it would potentially be uncomfortable to talk about it with your partner, or it would be uncomfortable if you were constantly saying like, ooh, this person's hot, this person's hot in front of your partner, unless you had the type of relationship where both of you agreed to talk about that openly. 
there was someone that shared, and I think this is actually really spot on, even though this is kind of a tough love uh, truth bomb, but it's okay to find people attractive 100%. We are human. Anyone who says otherwise is probably insecure. Now, again, a little bit of tough love, but I think I can acknowledge that when I have been worried about this, it was during more moments of insecurity and fear, less so from a place of confidence within myself. And then last but not least, there was someone in my friend um, who brought up the point that there are definitely ways to explore attraction to other people with ethical non-monogamy now being kind of part of the conversation. And one of my friends in the LGBTQ community mentioned that there are certain communities, like sometimes the LGBTQ community, not necessarily stereotyping them at all, but he was just saying from his experience that sometimes they are more open to the idea of having multiple attractions or multiple relationships. But really anybody, of course, can be open to the idea of ethical non-monogamy. And it really, my opinion is that it's whatever is feeling good for you. It's not right or wrong. Whatever works for you might not work for somebody else. And I support what someone does that makes them feel good. So I think this conversation is definitely not to say that there is a right type of relationship to be in at all. Now, I want to move into some of my own thoughts that have felt a little bit more helpful for me around attraction. Um, I think I've been pretty intentional over the last few years to kind of create and cultivate beliefs that make me feel helped, not make me feel not helped. <laughs> that was a weird way of saying it, but I try to look for beliefs that feel helpful instead of unhelpful because I've realized that a lot of the beliefs that I used to have that were causing me to feel anxious, once I poked holes in those beliefs and realized that maybe that's not the only way to view the world, I started feeling a lot less shame, a lot less pressure, a lot less guilt, and I was able to move through the world and through my relationship with a little bit more flexibility. So I'm hoping that I can do the same here for you in this conversation and just open your perspective up a bit. Now, there was a study that I found in my research that was published in the Journal of Sex and Marital Therapy, where almost 70% of participants said they'd experienced some kind of attraction towards someone other than their partner while in a long-term relationship. And this specific study was all women, um, and the majority said that this crush didn't impact their primary relationship. And I just thought this was very interesting. I know that I think like on Instagram, 95% of my community are women. And so I just found this study in particular interesting. And I felt like that specific research could be helpful to realize that you're definitely not alone. One other note about this study was that many of them did not communicate it with their partner, but I don't think that that's the only option. Now, I think everybody has their right to privacy, and you get to kind of decide what is the line between what's privacy and what's secrecy in your own relationship. I think that we all have the right to have thoughts and not go and tell our partner every single thought. That's privacy. But secrecy to me would be like if you're forming a new relationship with somebody and you are leading down the path of feeling like you 
are going to do something with that person that is not an agreement in your relationship, if you're in a monogamous relationship, and if you're going down the path of potentially doing something with another person, that to me feels more secretive. Whereas privacy is like, oh yeah, I thought that person was cute, but I don't have to run and go tell my partner that. Now, everyone's going to have their own unique flavor of communication in their relationship. In a recent post from my friend Natalie of Anxious Love Coach, who I love her work, she shared that her and her husband have gotten to a more comfortable place of actually talking about these types of things more openly. And I think there was some mixed reviews in the comments of that post of like some people were like, I would never do that. And some people were like, oh my gosh, this is so wise and mature and I would hope to get to that place one day. So I think there can absolutely be a way to strengthen the commitment of your relationship by saying, I find other people attractive, but I'm still here choosing you. So that's, I think, an important perspective that I wanted to just float out to you to see if it resonated with you is like, if you feel safe to find other people attractive while still knowing that you and your partner are both choosing each other, I think that's a whole new level of commitment and I think some days I feel very comfortable with that and other days I get insecure if me and Nate talk about stuff like that. And so it's a work in progress for sure. You might say, I don't want to know if my partner finds anyone attractive and I don't want them to know if I find someone else attractive. That's okay. I think everyone has their own, again, beliefs on that. Now, here are some other new thoughts or beliefs for consideration that feel helpful to me about attraction. Just because you are in a relationship with someone does not make you blind to other attractive people, despite what that song said. Uh, That's just not necessarily how our brains work and how our eyeballs work. So I think that just reminding yourself that it's okay to notice other attractive people. Some of my friends and I were talking in when I was kind of asking them and there were multiple people like both genders that were like, yeah, I notice all attractive people, both all genders, any person that I think is attractive, I just notice them. And I was like, I do too. And I think we should also normalize that, like just noticing people's beauty, no matter who it is and not shaming ourselves for it and not needing that to mean anything other than that person has beauty or that person is attractive to me, period. I think that with 8 billion people in the world, finding more than one person attractive makes sense to me. Like if you just think about it, like it makes sense. There's 8 billion. That's like a number you can't even fathom. And only one person is going to be attractive. It just, to me, it doesn't make sense. Again, everyone is entitled to their own beliefs. Though I think that the notion of only finding one person attractive or only having eyes for our partner is very romantic, it also feels a little bit strict to me. It feels like that whole purity thing of like you have to be pure and make sure that you're doing everything right and perfectly or not. If you're not, then you're doing something wrong. So yes, it may be a romantic idea, but it also can come with shame when inevitably that doesn't necessarily happen for most people. So I think that's an idea that maybe while romantic, to me, it doesn't feel helpful because then when I do find other people attractive besides Nate, I shame or judge myself for it. So instead of shaming or judging myself, why not change the belief that I can't find anyone else attractive? Now, this is an important disclaimer and I think is worth mentioning, and I think most people understand this intellectually, but just because you're attracted to someone does not mean you have to act on that attraction. And I think this is where personal responsibility comes in. Like I can have an attraction without actually moving forward with it 
And that's when you have to kind of tap into your own values of how you operate as a person. When we find someone else attractive outside of our relationship, it's easy to get into fantasy mode and romanticize life with them. Now, I think this is a really important piece that doesn't get talked about often enough, which is that it's so easy to get into fantasy land of like, this person is perfect. They have no flaws. They're so attractive. Based on the little I know about them, they would be such a better partner for me. And you can get, especially with people with relationship anxiety or RCD, we can get into this whole like love story in our head about how life could be with this person. And if you're newly dating someone, this can also happen too. Like when you first meet someone, you can have this whole story about who they are. And oftentimes we're having these rosy colored glasses And especially if you're in a relationship with someone who you know is not perfect because none of us are, and then you see this other person and you're kind of comparing this other person's potential perfections to the imperfections of your current relationship or partner, then the comparison is just not fair at all. We have to remember that every person is a full person with both imperfections and flaws and amazing parts. And you don't just get the best parts of someone, you get the full parts of them. So just getting out of like fantasy mode when finding someone attractive and just remembering like this person also goes to the bathroom, they wake up with morning breath sometimes, like all of the things that are normal about a partner, they probably do little quirky things that will irritate you at some point and just remembering their humanity, not putting this person on a pedestal just because they're attractive. And then last kind of like new insight that I've come to believe about attraction here and again, take what works for you and leave the rest is there is often a difference between a passing attraction and the depth that can come from a relationship. And I I just, I feel like after being with Nate now almost seven years, yes, there's so much about him that I'm attracted to, but it's like, it's not just the outside shell of Nate that makes me attracted to him. It's who he is as a person. And I keep getting more and more layers of Nate and his just whole self as I continue getting to know him. And I keep finding things I admire about him. And yes, there's also things that irritate me, but there's things about all of us that just make us a full person. And you get to explore that from the depth of a relationship. You don't have to be in a relationship, of course, but the passing attraction, someone's just like outer shell or maybe like they're putting on kind of their their best self forward um, when you initially meet somebody, I think that's a whole different ballgame than when you really go deep and learn about a full person and what makes them them and how they show up in all situations. So just remembering that as well. Um, That kind of goes back to the point on fantasy mode where it's easy to just look at the best parts of someone when you don't really know them that well. Okay, so just to leave you with some key takeaways or actions to consider. One, you always get to decide for yourself what is okay and what is not okay. What you believe and how to live your life. So you can decide all of that. So you get to decide if it's okay with you to find someone else attractive outside of your relationship. Maybe you didn't feel that way before listening to the podcast and maybe now you're more open to giving yourself a little permission to explore that belief. Maybe you still have the belief like it's not okay to be with someone outside of my relationship. Okay, then you have some more clarity on what your boundaries are and you can start practicing living by those. I think that Of course, it's always okay to decide for yourself, like, 
I still don't think it's okay to find someone outside of your relationship attractive. You have that right, of course. But with my coach hat coming on here, I think that remembering that at any point you have the power to change beliefs or patterns that don't make you feel good. So if you have the belief, I shouldn't feel attracted to someone outside of my relationship. And then if you do feel attracted to someone outside of your relationship, it causes you to feel shame or guilt. Instead of trying to change yourself and purify yourself and fix yourself, why not try changing the belief that is leading you to feel shame and guilt in the first place? And that is really, I think, what is so great about coaching is that instead of trying to fix ourselves and like be different people, we can learn to become more of who we are and then change the beliefs or change the programming that we have been given that makes us feel like who we are is bad or wrong in the first place. So here's a specific action you can do if you want. Feel free to pull out a journal as you're listening to this or pause the episode, grab a journal doing this after the episode, whatever feels best to you. But you can write out a list of beliefs you have about attraction in relationships. So take out a piece of paper and in one column, write out all of the beliefs that you have about attraction. So it's okay. It's not okay to find someone attractive outside of my relationship or I should always be attracted to my partner 24-7, whatever it is. Just write out a full list and then maybe either fold the page or just draw a line. And in the next column, right? Does this belief make you feel good or not good? Like when you believe this as you are right now, does it make you feel good or not good? Now, when I say does this make you feel good, I'm not saying that in a perfect world, it would make you feel good to only have eyes for your partner. I'm talking about In the real world right now, if you notice that you sometimes find other people attractive, does it still make you feel good to believe that you should only have eyes for one person? So I'm not talking about in a perfect world, then I would only have eyes for one person and I wouldn't see other people. It's like, what is actually your experience now? And then with your actual experience now, does it make you feel good to still believe that? That's what I'm saying with does it make you feel good or not good? Feel free to. DM me with questions if that exercise is not clear. Now, a couple last final points here, just key takeaways. I really want to reemphasize knowing that attraction does not equal action really puts you back in the driver's seat of your own life because you can control your beliefs and actions. You can't control your thoughts. So if you see someone and you're like, that person's attractive, you can't control that thought. You can't just like stop a thought from popping up. But You can control your beliefs of whether that's right or wrong, and you can control your actions of do you actually ever act on that thing, or do you just let it be the cute coworker at the office that sometimes you talk to in a normal conversation at work, or do you just let it be the celebrity that you have a secret crush on and it doesn't need to mean anything, whatever it is. And then final thought here is... Just a reminder that thoughts and feelings are not necessarily all true just because we think them. Just because you have a thought or a feeling does not necessarily make it the end-all be-all. Now, this doesn't mean to dismiss your thoughts or feelings as invalid. It just means that we get to pause and decide, like, does this actually move me towards the direction I want to go? Do I actually have to take action on this thought or feeling right now? Or can I pause and slow down a little bit? We have the opportunity to let a thought or feeling just be 
without kind of talking back to it. Now, in the podcast episode I did with star Jesse Taylor, I think it was episode 21, he talked about this. He was like, our thoughts talk to us, but we get to control if we talk back to the thoughts. And that's what I mean here. So instead of thinking that the thoughts or feelings about being attracted to someone else should not be there, we have the option to accept the discomfort that this thought or feeling comes with. Like if it feels uncomfortable, we can just accept the discomfort without actually doing anything about it at all. Now, in Relationship OCD by Shiva Rajay, she shares, as long as we believe something shouldn't exist, whether it be traffic on the way to an important meeting or intrusive thoughts and doubt, our mind will continue to produce warning messages and heightened anxiety whenever that experience arises. And while you can't change the fact that you have anxiety or ROCD any more than you can wish away traffic, you can change your definition of what is bad or intolerable. It all starts with acceptance with letting the thoughts and feelings you have simply be there without resisting them, exploring them, or fixing them one bit. So this last reminder for you today is what if the thoughts about finding someone else attractive could simply be there without you trying to explore what it means or fix them or judge or shame yourself, just letting the thought be a thought and trusting that even if it's uncomfortable, you can actually move through that and be okay. Thank you for exploring this topic with me. I'd love to hear what you thought about this episode and appreciate you listening as always. Take care and see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Love and You Learn podcast. If you've been enjoying the podcast, it would mean the absolute world to me if you could rate and review the podcast because the more ratings and reviews there are, the more people that can hear this message and it's really important to me to get this message out to the world and to create a space where people can learn about love and relationships in a way that is not judgmental, in a way that helps them expand their perspective from the cultural narratives that we've heard and seen in the movies and in Hollywood and the media and the more ratings and reviews that are there the more people that can hear this message. So thank you again so much. It really means the world to me that you are listening and see you in the next episode.